0: Are you suffering from poor decision making skills, lack of self confidence, and self esteem? Do you have impeded development of social, emotional, and sexual skills? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Rachel, and you might be suffering from religious trauma. I left evangelicalism and started a podcast. I talk about my experience with purity culture, why I left and the journey afterwards. I'm happy you're here. Come along for the ride. Cheers to leaving.
1: All I know how to start is ours. I will start. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to, deconversion. to deconversion therapy. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Okay, so Uh I'm Karen from Deconversion Therapy, and I live
1: in Tennessee, and then my co-host is over there. I'm Bonnie from Deconversion Therapy. I live in Florida. So between the two of us, Mm -hmm. we have the market on the uh, Southern or Bible Belt adjacent Um, part of the country. shithole pastors. They usually
2: (laughs) are born here, and then they go there. Or mm-hmm. vice versa. So we uh, any any pastor who's now in jail, you can just see the line between her house and my house. There's <laughs> a, a pneumatic tube. Right. <laughs> right. But we do uh, a comedy podcast for three years. We've known each other since we were one year old and Uh, yeah, Bonnie was on the street and my family picked (laughs) her up and then took her to church with us. We went to Southern Baptist church, but we did like carpool. That's because she grew up on my street,
1: my street. I did not grow up on her
2: street. Um, (laughs) then we We, we started
1: in day school together Mm -hmm. and it was part of the church. So it was like a dovetailing kind of thing. Because we got started early because our birthdays were before the, the cutoff or something. So we oh. ended up starting school at three or year, three years old or something. ridiculous. In eighth long. grade, Rachel. They
0: yeah. Just
2: right into eighth grade.
0: <laughs> right into eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. That's, but yes. yeah.
2: So we were at church all the time because we either were at the day school that was connected to the church and then we'd, oh. we, we would walk out. Those were the days that you don't know about where you could run willy-nilly around everywhere. You could go into like old men's houses and <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> nobody knew, no one gave a crap, but we could go all through the church. Everything would be unlocked, so we'd play there, or we'd go to choir on Wednesdays. And then as we got older, youth group and all that.
1: Yeah. Perfect. And who was the president of our youth group? Uh, we That's did not right. have president. <laughs> That's not true. It was me. I <laughs> and she, she claims she never this. remembers that we had I an think organizational you council. And like two
2: people made this up, and I did not know. No, I believe it.
0: That's like yeah, student she, council, but for youth group.
1: Yeah, we That's get to choose which which awesome parties we host. <laughs> Do we want a
2: pepperoni
1: pizza or a plain cheese pizza? It was crazy, right? Oh my gosh. No, I right. did come up with the idea of the um the New Year's Eve lock-in. Oh
2: I was well, like, yes, yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> It is unfortunate. I think that's when my osteoporosis kicked in. <laughs> those floors and then that's
1: right. Just all sitting around there. Yeah. Yeah. All we had were metal folding chairs and like it was maybe bad. an old sofa that somebody's family had donated to this right. big building.
0: My parents yeah. never let me
1: do lock-ins. Oh, yeah.
0: Although you,
1: you hear about them?
0: I don't know. My parents were like, oh boys and girls should not be locked in together in the same place. Like the youth group would also have like LAN parties where like, they would just stay up and play video games all night. And like my dad legit showed up halfway through the night because he was like concerned. And then he just hung out for the rest of the night. And I was like, wow, dad, thanks.
2: He was playing again right though.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like he- there were no adults there. There was plenty of adults. Right. That were like chaperoning. He just like felt the need to show up. And I was like so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Did he have fun? Did he do anything?
0: No, he didn't. He just like sat around and was like weird. Just lingered. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Getting four in the morning. And I was like, oh my God. God."
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, that's also like the generational thing like I said like our parents seriously we did not know if they'd be late for something we had no cell phones um right there was one time I got dropped off at school on like Labor Day and uh I always joke (laughs) about that I thought the rapture had come like seriously (laughs) and then like really why would i be left but we only had a pay <laughs> phone. i had to like go and search out a janitor so again i find myself in a small dark closet with an old man going like "Have <laughs> a dime um yeah, so this our old safety. man who
1: like always had chalk on his hands and would come up to us at the table where we were eating lunch and go sugar booger he'd so always thought it was yeah, the funniest he, thing oh, <laughs> Sir,
0: (laughs) that was oh that is so weird
2: yeah I hate it yeah so what (laughs) kind of church did you grow up in what's the denomination
0: uh non-denominational I was always Uh, very proud of that right um it was a home church like we went we were in a building for like a while but the church would kind of like fluctuate and so when it got smaller they went back to home church so it was like home church building building home church again. With so the was building, the building?
2: Did you get into a school gym or just a plaza? We need to know the
0: level. Okay. So the first <laughs> building was a garage. So like. <laughs> <laughs> <Set them. laughs> I like a I'm building. I'm okay asking questions. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but- so it basically was just like this big cement floor building with a steam roof steam oh, roof yeah. a steel roof okay and then it well, there was like a kitchen and like bathrooms and that was it but basically we had like worship service and just like this concrete floor like,
2: like an airport hall. hangar.
0: just yeah
1: oh yeah it, did right. you have chairs like did you have chairs yes,
0: yes we had so, metal chairs
1: so you kind of know what our <laughs> we'll login was us. like
0: <laughs> right right 24 yeah, okay. hours right there yeah uh, except, yeah and then so, we also were like in this entertainment area but it was connected to like a karate studio that like someone I'm knew sure. from like
2: Uh-oh those <laughs> eastern arts like, Rachel
0: <laughs> right going to see through the wall well no because it was like a christian karate studio oh, so yeah, like yes,
1: of course, you so. The two
0: kids were in the yeah. dojo right (laughs) oh my gosh so that was the only two buildings we ever did
1: so were you in those buildings because you could afford the rent or were they like given to you guys or do you you probably wouldn't know she wasn't the assistant master she was five
0: (laughs) you're not wrong i i think at one point like for the second one since we knew the karate guy i think i think we maybe were paying something i should say they the pastor was paying something but it probably wasn't much it was probably just super convenient and like we're friends so yeah hey and they probably
1: they, took it off their taxes every month. <laughs> says yeah. you yeah.
2: need to know a doctor a dentist and a karate guy that'll get you through <laughs> life so i'm glad Glad you guys had that, but it wasn't yeah. so Bonnie never advanced into non-denominational like you and I were, right, she right. was still at Southern Baptist, but didn't you feel like non-denominational was almost meant all loving? Like we accept everyone because of the way it was phrased, but it didn't mean that at all. It was its own denomination.
0: It was. And mine was very charismatic but like Mm -hmm. they would be like oh we're not gonna like commit to like a category but like also we're judging all of the other categories (laughs) because we're obviously the best you know like that was definitely the attitude but like I don't know anytime people would ask me like oh we're non-denominational like I totally knew what that meant and I didn't I was like yeah I don't don't
2: know right yeah Jesus (laughs) can't be nailed down
0: yeah again yeah, I guess don't put I Jesus didn't in a that. box
2: right <laughs> don't put Jesus in a box that sounds better
0: um yeah nailed down might be triggering um, for Jesus I know. <laughs> Oops.
1: but yeah okay, so, so but doesn't that make you realize that everybody kind of thinks that their religion is the one even if it's non-denominational it's
0: like, yeah I'm like well, what how does that you even think mean? another way
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: you made it up <laughs> non-denominational thing and that's also my problem with churches I'm like so you all believe the same thing but like you all believe only certain things and anytime it doesn't work out you just start a new denomination essentially so it's like yeah yeah um, so who's right
1: (laughs) oh Karen tell her about the lady in the in the the wild in Russia or oh um, and how much they didn't believe and <laughs> what up to her? There are so many
2: stories that we know. But yeah, that one is um a woman named Agafia Lykov. Like but way back in like the 30s in Russia, they all believed that the churches were going to be persecuted. Spoiler, they were. But uh so her family grabbed them and fled into the forest and Siberia they weren't found they saw nobody for 40 years they didn't know the war happened they didn't understand what the airplanes over their head were um anyway she's still alive today but their religion was so like it, it, in it, they're called old believers but that they were the only ones you know we're mm-hmm. the old believers are the only right christians we're the only oh. ones getting to heaven um but and... those people
1: split and literally split town
2: oh yes amazing they split
1: and and the
2: old church and the the medium old church <laughs> they split didn't they split over if you cross yourself with two or three fingers
1: yeah there's like yeah. little things like that that's or do I the mean... gen isn't that genuflecting yeah up down left right
2: mm-hmm i don't know so isn't
0: that the catholic thing
2: yeah so they were sort of the it was sort of a old catholic orthodoxy thing but yeah some were like you do it with two you do it with three we're leaving and then 40 years later you find one in the forest by yourself forest. so yeah
0: that is yeah. so interesting <laughs> it's it's wild why why you would do it for like that just seems like a midlife crisis or something to just like be like peace out and then like go into the wilderness for 40 years
2: but it's interesting because we've all got like the smaller versions of it so your family didn't feel that they could join an already existing church is that mm-hmm. right
0: I guess yeah
2: <laughs> you're like <laughs> I, don't I don't even care <laughs> But Bonnie and I keep saying, like, all the churches that we do little episodes on, we find it's usually one guy who's like, I believe in God so much. I feel although there's 200 churches in town, I need to start another one. God's leading me. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I am also
1: going to be the leader of it, coincidentally. (laughs) Which, yes,
0: it's very true.
1: But that brings me to an article and I've been reading and listening to a lot of uh, people talk about power lately. And I, you, you, you always think that power means that you have power over people and influence and everything. But this article, I think it was in The Atlantic, it said that really what people are seeking when they're looking for power is autonomy to do whatever the hell they want. And if you kind of follow that in churches, I'm like, yeah, if, if you, if you seek out power and figure out how to get it, you can, you can disobey the law. You can have sex with all the young girls that you want. Um, You just, it's just like run wild, do whatever you want. Have, you know, have your wife have an affair with the pool attendant and watch and still run a Baptist university. Named Liberty University. Okay. That's right. Putting in (laughs) footnotes for people. Yeah. Because Karen and I always have this thing and I'm like, I don't understand it. Why do these people care so much about having power over their congregations and over the politics? Why can't they just live and let live? But it sounds like ultimately they just want to be able to do whatever they want. Because then no one's over them. They want to be the top of the food chain.
0: No one looking
1: at them. But their food chain doesn't include God. No, no.
0: Hilarious. Well, only when it's convenient. If it's a God
2: they invent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That fits with their beliefs. That
0: fits their rules and like whatever. Then they're like, God told me. And everyone's like, Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Can you imagine how many of them are up there at the top of their food chain doing whatever they want? And they're just haven't been caught yet. Oh totally.
0: Yeah. Did you guys see the, sorry, the Joel Osteen uh, thing where it was like they were robbed back in 2014 and some plumber found the robbed money, which was like 600,000 or something in the walls.
2: Don't get us started. Bonnie, what's your (laughs) two cents before I give my 40 my six hundred (laughs) thousand dollars
1: my two cents are that um it's what you said too is that guy's got so much money why would he need to hide a tiny little portion of it including checks
0: i don't yeah that's weren't there money orders too like yeah (laughs) i don't think it was joy
2: But and people got mad at me when I said on TikTok, it wasn't Joel, it's not Joel, but that I said, I don't care if it is, like, I have no dog in this fight, I'm not getting any good Joel loving money. But, (laughs) um, yeah, like, one when we did our episode on him, I was really ticked to find out that he doesn't get a salary, he lives off of his books, there's no money going. And that makes enough, you know, he's figured it out. So he's got his jet and his house and all that. But yeah, it makes no sense that he would do that and leave it there where he could have easily gotten the money out and put it on his jet and flown it to his Mexican house. Not that I know that he has any of that, but. I th- I want to know because <laughs> what I'm thinking, someone said that they knew someone who stole money and then did it in a way that the boss got blamed. So I'm hoping it's like some disgruntled office worker who is shoving it in the walls and Behind then the just okay. waiting, waiting for them to find it and blame it on Joel. Although I I'm feel fine like if it's him.
1: I'm
0: fine with that too. I feel like though since it was like in the wall, it would have to be someone that has like I don't want to say jurisdiction because that is a huge word. But like <laughs> you know access? what I mean like wall <laughs> access to the point where they could put it in there and then like literally cover it up. It's not like it was a door or anything, you know. It was like it right. was put so someone had to have some sort of Authority to where they could get the like job done.
2: (gasps) Yeah, it's the janitor. It's sugar baby. What do you call sugar (laughs) booger? What do you say to us?
1: Sugar booger. Sugar booger. That's right. Oh Oh, man, maybe
2: it's the whole janitor thing. Because the funny thing is, I've run into a lot of people who are janitors at churches, and I knew of one, and I heard of another organist, and they're atheists. But they, you know, you get employed.
0: So you trust you the do. That's right.
2: <laughs> my were parents just... were
0: actually uh, janitors. So are
2: At they the sketchy? Church?
0: Yes, my mom is. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just
2: kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Did they come into any cash lately? Because they no. Didn't...
0: Oh man,
1: no, they didn't. They wrapped in tithing a... envelopes. <laughs> right right also
0: where's joel even located it's not here it's
1: houston
2: is that what you meant yeah where's churches yeah it's in houston and i mean the thing is the church is huge and he just shows up to do his dang dang everyone's great um mm-hmm. and that's it so i have a feeling like he doesn't even spend that much time on the actual grounds like our our pastor you had to make an appointment it would be like he's there on thursdays and that was it because our church was so big like other churches the pastors keep office hours and stuff or they're too small and they're at home but ours was always always out golfing
0: asking people for money right? all that wow wow that yeah. doesn't sound like a pastor. That sounds like a businessman, CEO of a company.
2: That is exactly. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> and he's currently, uh, he was one of Trump's right-hand guys and he owns, owns or runs in one of the biggest churches in Texas owns. now. <laughs> exactly. <He> uh, owns.
1: <laughs> well, can we find out a little bit about your process for deconverting?
0: Sure. Um mine, uh I feel like I never up until like maybe the past like two years was like officially like okay, this is happening. Um before that, I feel like I went through like a weird dormant stage to where like I'm sorry, my cheeks are so flushed and I don't know why. Y'all are making me nervous. Red wine. Red, Red wine. wine. That does I also fun. have rosacea. So like and I'm not wearing makeup anyway. I'm just making excuses as to why I look horrible on this Zoom camera. Um, so basically, I got a, like a five-year relationship with also a Christian man. But we met at like 15. So like, you know how those relationships go nowhere. Um, but he did get me pregnant. And I have a nine-year-old now. Um, but after that relationship, I went through like a hostage to where I was like, oh like I'm gonna do whatever I want and like but I went about it wrong if that makes sense like like I was like flipping off purity culture but I also was like not doing it in a healthy way that was like good for me yeah yeah yeah. but you know it's, it's how it goes so I did that um for a while and I kind of like wouldn't admit to not believing in God but also like I also wasn't going to church and I also was like, but then I would make excuses like it's a relationship, not a religion. Mm-hmm. I'll just, right. I can have a relationship right. with God and not go to church. And so, but I didn't, like, I didn't read my Bible. I was not practicing at all. And um, so, I mean, I feel like that went on for a few years and then I started doing like some soul searching at like I feel like I was 26 or 27 when I started doing this. I'm 29 now, but um, I started like actually consciously doing it to like, like I started listening to podcasts. Um, I did start listening to your guys's a while ago. We offer which-
2: no help, but there's some <laughs> no, <good> help
0: ones. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, not as far as like, but it, it's just fun to like hear people laugh about shit and like, realize that you all went through the same stuff and and things like that and other listener stories. but um so I started listening to podcasts about that but before that I started listening to like science podcasts and just getting really deep into like the science part because I wasn't taught evolution. I didn't know shit about evolution mm-hmm. um so started really getting into that and then just like I got really into like, other versions of like are we living in a simulation or just like other weird shit like that and like realize that the data out there and like all kinds of information makes it kind of seem impossible that this religion that I was brought up in was actually in any way real and so after I started digging into that um, I feel like it started my faith or whatever started really unraveling because I was like educating myself, you know? And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. if I talk to my mom about it, she's like, don't intellectualize it, Rachel. And I'm like, no, i li- like you. That's what we should be doing. We should, we should think about it a little bit more. Like we believe in mythology basically at this point. And so I don't, I don't talk to her about it because she just is, throws Bible verses at me, but I started like having honest questions, and um, I was living with my partner, who's now my husband now. And I was like, I'm really digging deep into this because we both come from very conservative Christian backgrounds. Both of our parents are still very much Christians, and I mean, he was like, "Yeah, I'm like on board with it." He's like, "I kind of went through this a couple years ago," and he was like, "But he's not open about it because, because he's why well, like, be persecuted, huh?"
1: because why be persecuted unnecessarily yeah, no,
0: exactly.
1: he's like I just
0: don't talk to people right um and me I'm like out here like I'm gonna start a podcast and I'm gonna right. tell people off and he's like let's just not talk about it mm-hmm. anyway um so I started doing that and he basically it, it was just weird to go through like the different stages because like I didn't realize I was like grieving to an extent. And I didn't realize like what was happening to me. And then I like went through this weird, like six months of panicked where I was like, I am not sure what's going to happen when I die. So that got like really heavy. And I do remember listening to Karen's like 20 minute hell episode of like what to do when you start like panicking about that. And that was cool to hear because I feel like that's something that's not talked about when deconstructing, like, oh my God, we're panicking we don't actually know what's going to happen when we die and then I got fixated on that for a little bit and then I got over it but like that was a huge part too in deconstructing because I was just accepting the fact that like I probably wasn't ever going to know and like it definitely probably wasn't heaven and like all this other stuff and so I started going down that route and then I, I was taking college classes too and college can be very liberating in that area too, because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if I, I was taking like an art history class and like, they were like, this is like art from this era, which was like thousands and millions of years ago. And I was like, just never taught that, but I was learning about it in my twenties. And then it started bringing up lots of anger for me. Cause I was like, how could my parents cripple me like this? You know, like, why would yeah. they? And so those are just kind of like highlights as far as deconstructing, but I never was like, I'm deconverting. I'm deconstructing. You know, it was just sort of like a, this gradual thing of me finding out information and, and wanting to know and wanting to have an open mind too. Like I never learned about other religions really, except that they were all bad, especially like Allah and all of that, you know, and Muslims that was like all bad and they just want to kill you. And then, um, anything else as far as like new agey stuff I was taught was bad. And, And then I just started looking at things really like critically and, uh, open-minded. And I was like, none of what these people say makes sense. Like as far as like people I was friends with on Facebook and just different things like that. And I was like, I don't think I believe anymore. And like, I'm panicking a little bit because this is my entire identity because like my mom met the man who ran the house church when I was one. And so from then on, I was just like injected into that and it's so weird to, to be on the other side of that and like having no idea who you are. Yeah. Like, so that in a nutshell, I, I feel like it spanned over like six years or so of me, like not intentionally doing it. Like I said, 27, I feel like I started intentionally doing it, but before that I sort of was just like in denial, I guess. A little bit about it. So yeah, that's pretty much my story. I think but.
2: that like um they would call it backsliding, but sort of like that nothing <laughs> that phase that you know I'm not making an effort either way phase mm-hmm. is I know I went through that. I think Bonnie did a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And now I feel I like people don't talk good. about that as much.
2: Yeah, I think that's like, like they talk a about when they buffer. consciously
0: did it, but like I feel like there's got to be a time where we just sort of went into like autopilot, and we're like, I'm not going to do either thing, but I'm going to do, I don't know, what feels right or right. whatever.
2: And in Christianity, if you're doing nothing, that means you're sinning,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: It equals bad, and it's true because usually, if you're doing nothing. You are slipping away. You know, you're creating right. distance and distance.
0: Well, in the church, is like you should go to church because, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be surrounded by community. I'm like, oh, so I can be re brainwashed, indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, and that's weird too to think about it. Cause like when you're taught, like, oh, don't leave the flock and like all this shit. And you're like, oh, that's why you don't want me to leave the flock. Cause you right. don't need to fucking like actually get information that makes me think for myself. Interesting. it's not just trying to keep me from like struggling or getting hurt or whatever it's just this whole brainwash bullshit that you're like wow (laughs) it's so weird to be on the other side now
1: yeah yeah do you still have pangs like on Sunday morning of like oh I should be going
0: I had those for so long okay good were (laughs) you like an avid churchgoer
1: I yeah, I mean up like, until I went I up until uh let's see my years in my junior and senior year of college, no, because I went to a secular university. <clears throat> but then when I moved back home, I was like boop, right back into the fold of the singles group in church. Then I moved to Los Angeles and it was all shot to hell. But, like, bye. Uh, but, ev- but I would, even in Los Angeles, you know, where I developed a very strong affinity affinity for the word fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I should really find a church. I should really work on that. I should really, yeah, and and really then- and- stop being
0: a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking, oh, I got to get it back. I got to get it back together.
0: Right. I um, think you know. just like felt guilty because you were like, oh, I should be doing this, but it's what I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sleeping is nice. Not having, you know, or having two days to do what you'd like to do on the weekend. And you get to discover like who
2: you are because you do your fun stuff the Saturday and then Sunday you're like, huh, you know, Uh because you're so used to that being it. So you sort of get to see what would I enjoy? Uh, yeah. what would I? Yeah, I love my Sundays and Saturdays and all the days. I love
0: brunch. So, like brunch is good. I that's my new religion.
2: Yeah. Nice.
0: Like, <laughs> bottomless Sleep mimosas. In, don't put pants on until noon. Mimosas. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, anytime someone asks me to go to church, I started joking about this with my husband, but I was like. Some I don't wear pants before noon, so like I I can't. I'm sorry, <laughs> right. up to you. <laughs> sorry, I, I don't... <laughs> won't
2: be wearing pants. Yeah, Bulls in I your just... <laughs> court. I saw some. um I poked the bear at someone on a social media thing, and they were just talking about
0: so much. Uh, you know, I hate it. I hate the myself whole.
2: For it. I know I don't do it all the time, but you know there was some guy and. He is in the world's eyes uncool. He might be cool to someone, but he's tried to like put like Cardi B music to the back of like, is Jesus the only way? Is there proof for Jesus? You know, and his answer is yes. He's like a 40 year old man. And um, in blue shirt and blue top that don't match. Okay, I'm going to keep going. But Then in the comments, I'm like, no, you know, there was never proof that Jesus existed. And if he did, there's no proof he was the Messiah. And then I got the little minions coming in as they should. And they were just saying, you know, yes, Jesus is is the one true God. Why do you think millions and billions of people worship him? I'm like, millions and billions worship Allah. How do you know he's not right? And Mm -hmm. they said, because that's what they teach them. (laughs) And I'm like, you want to
0: think about what you just said. (laughs) Right.
2: And then he came back and he's like, but ours is right. Um, And yeah, the indoctrination, like I remember the whole Karen, there's 12 inches between your head and your heart. Like, that is where the unbelief can happen, as in, stop intellectualizing, Rachel. Just think with the mushy red thing. Don't think with the the gray cortex up there.
1: Just
0: I never heard that.
2: God. Oh yeah, that was preached all the time to us. But we were Southern Baptists, so they had like eight lines that they would repeat. They yeah. would really drill certain you know, things into you. Um, Mm -hmm. And that would be it. You know, the whole uh, Jesus hole, like, oh, it only fits Jesus. (laughs) Let me clean this (laughs) up. Uh, That we all have a hole in our heart that only Jesus can fill. It's a Jesus shaped hole. You know, they would just drill that stuff into us where it meant nothing but everything. And we would just carry that with us till you'd leave. And you're like, I'm going to say that to someone who doesn't believe. And before it gets mm-hmm. out of your mouth, you're like, that is so stupid.
1: That's you know? the girl who talked about a Jesus hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Our youth pastor used to talk about the urge to merge. Oh, yeah. When you get the urge to merge. <laughs> Which was sex. I hate uh,
0: that. I hate it. That is so gross. So distasteful.
1: Let me tell you what's funny. I just had the same conversation with my mom today about (laughs) thinking about, well, why do we, why do we believe the Bible? Because God told us, but it says to believe God. And I'm like, don't you see there's a a problem with that circular kind of logic and proving the Bible with the Bible. Yeah. And she was like, I don't like to talk about religion like this because, you know, don't make fun of people for, for what they believe. And I'm like, not making fun of them, but just don't shove it down my throat. And she said, well, who shoves it down your throat? And I'm like, have you gone to church? Have you (laughs) looked at policies? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, those people are going because they wanted to go. And I said, not if they're a child. And I'm pretty sure that's when we started talking about something else. Right. <laughs> um, yes. And look at
2: those cults. Um, yeah. The I was thinking today the whole Bible proves a Bible. I mean, I'm Karen. You can take that as face value, but most of the world, even though I am here, I know me. I can tell you everything about me. Will still ask for Dryford's license or a passport to prove who I am. Like there still needs to be like a vetted piece of material to, you know, be the secondary source to prove what I'm saying of who I am. And I mean, that's the minimum that the Bible should have, but
1: I like it. The Bible should have a a bill with your address on there for an electric or power, you know, utility of some sort to prove who you are.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like right. the DMV.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you want to become make you a prove citizen. so hard. That's right. That you deserve to renew your driver's license.
2: Right. That you deserve
1: to pay taxes. Yeah.
2: Right. So if that's well, what's happening in absolutely. Florida,
1: that you deserve to vote here. Right. Oh, yeah. that's the big privilege.
0: Ugh. I'm going to go to Florida.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to pay taxes and I'm going to vote. <laughs> getting both the hell out of everything
0: yeah um i saw this meme that was like uh proof that god exists bible proof that Allah exists uh Quran, yeah the yeah right. and then proof that spider-man exists and it was like a comic book and i exactly. was like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like,
2: exactly that's
0: and what we're daughter- trying to say
2: we didn't bring our kids up in church, but we did try and have them go for a while. And then luckily our kids were hated it and they would cry and we'd get called to the nursery and that sort of saved us. But um, when we were talking to our daughter about the Bible and she was like, why can't Harry Potter be true then? And there'd be a mm-hmm. Harry Potter church. A and we're like, girl. yeah, you'll be good kid, you know, but <laughs> It's different. I don't want to bring up some terrible news, but there's some terrible news. Um, but there was some tragic news about a young child who was made fun of and told he was going to go to hell. And then he self-harmed. And I'm just like, that is the issue. You know, That's
0: you can scaring.
2: believe in, yeah, you can read the Spider-Man comics and the and Harry Potter, but the idea that, you know, you're going to go to hell, and you're going to burn, and we're going to talk about that imagery a lot at church, you know, that scares the shit out of you. You're too scared to mm-hmm. even think about that. Yeah, so, and you're talking from a young age. So young.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. Rachel, sorry. are you allowed to read Harry Potter? No. No, but my
0: parents were like, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Because it was a Christian author. Mm -hmm. There's so many things about like Jesus and metaphors in there. I'm like, okay, but there's a wizard. There's other things. And there's Mm -hmm. like the same exact things in Harry Potter.
2: Right. Right. But no, no.
0: Couldn't watch Harry Potter. I still haven't seen all the Harry Potters or read it. Just feel like that ship has sailed for me. (laughs)
2: did you go to like public school or were you home? No, I was
0: homeschooled. So like I was even further home church, homeschooled, Mm -hmm. just like indoctrinated to the fullest extent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. Like they want to protect you. And that's Mm -hmm. why like Bonnie and I went to Christian school forever. They were protecting us. And, um, who knows if if that went on through high school, Bonnie, I guess we would have stayed there through 12th grade. I don't
1: know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But um, fortunately. But, but what not. the thing with our church, it was a huge church. Huge. Our youth group fed from like seven or eight different high schools. So we had a big youth group. I mean, we had a bigger youth group than some people's high schools were. And, wow. um, uh, so we had a really large base of friends, but we really weren't, uh, if, if you said, I'm going to go over to Sharon's house tonight, uh, after church, they'd be like, well, okay. And you just assume that that meant her parents were there and maybe they oh, were, they didn't, but they were probably they in the other room and we were all just somewhere watching a movie. As in,
2: we all believe sort of that everyone was on the straight and narrow. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. And that like it was, it takes a village. So anybody's parents were fine people to watch your kids. Oh, I see. Fine people. (laughs) Right. They are very fine. Yeah. Yeah. um, Some of us had curfews. Some of us didn't, but we weren't really out doing anything interesting, like sneaking beer into, you know. Uh, well, after I'm sure church none of parties
0: parents drank or if they did they were in denial about it
2: yeah that's right Sometimes. my parents were
0: they'd be like oh we don't drink and then i definitely found beer a beer bottle in their room one time but like <laughs> they refused to teach me it was about their it
2: anniversary rachel sure sure sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah. So you didn't get the knowledge of, no. of moderation either, which would be my parents started doing that later. They, um, so when I got married at my church, I didn't want the pastor that has been spoken about here to do it. I wanted the, uh, you no what was he? Music. Yep. Music minister. He was cool. And, um, we had drinking at the reception shut up but my mom had them pull back the drinks for like an hour put out the drinks for an hour cuz she didn't want anyone to as she said booze it up but the next day we were already gone on our honeymoon and the preacher talked about alcohol and <laughs> the people that were guests at our wedding were there like it's obvious that he heard and he was you know trying to he even talked about now i know at wedding receptions anyway luckily my which parents, i was not invited to the <laughs> she was the maid of honor um no, but the pastor,
1: <laughs> he wasn't invited was he
2: oh he was not invited no
0: yeah um, so he was probably well, just maybe better
2: yeah he
0: was mad about it
2: but I think my parents were pulling away and some of those aspects like drinking and, and, but still moderation, moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, purity culture, I think still screws with my head for sure. That's
0: so annoying. Did oh, you yeah. wait? It is annoying. Did you wait like, uh, till your wedding? Yeah. I all was all a goodie. Like even kissing? all that oh no oh no
2: god rachel (laughs) no there was plenty so um bonnie and i like know each other's boyfriends and all the drama that happened but like my one of my first boyfriends who ever like jumped and dry humped me like was pushing my boobs, like elevator buttons. Like, I'm like, is this it? Is this <laughs> it. how things go? It. I guess. And then of course there would always be that you pray after, or, you know, <laughs> ask for forgiveness later, some boyfriends. Um, but so yeah, it's they're so
1: unpleasant knowing who you're talking about. I know it's, it's unpleasant <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> and most all of mine
1: ended up being pastors or ministers oh, um,
2: God!
1: yeah karen was like a a dater of the spiritually superior right. group in our church
2: that's right I, yeah I, and i remember I the one time a guy,
1: <laughs> there was one time a guy who was going to be a pastor asked me out and i was like why <laughs> I'm not going to be no pastor's wife, you know, I don't have the calling to be a wife of a pastor, but we were just talking today about how like being good is still important to us. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a totally bad thing, but I think for sure it bleeds into everything that we do. And the purity culture and how we see other people like
2: still measuring people on that Richter scale of, you know, so long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's definitely difficult. I mean, the only good thing is that we all have our parents to remind us to just stay on social media forever so that you can understand what the youngins are doing next <laughs> and be like, that's fine. Because um, yeah, I don't want to have such a disconnect like my father does. And so that everything can be seen as sinful and all that. I'm trying my best to learn what pan means and polyamorous and what people do with this and that and putting it here, you know, and just be like, it's fine. You guys are a lot more open about it than I would have been, but feel free, feel free to do your thing. Um because yeah, there's definitely you would just feel shocked that people would even say they were having sex, much less the openness right. that people have with anything sexual now
1: these oh, days yeah, the openness yeah. is so surprising mm-hmm. and I'm glad for it
0: <clears throat> yeah and it definitely shouldn't be taboo um we were hanging out with this married couple back in October and it's one of my husband's like lifelong friends but he like married this gal who practices like like traditional Judaism but they're probably mm-hmm. like messianic jews. messianic yeah. jews so i think that's like what they practice. but i went to their wedding it. and they had very traditional like jewish wedding things which actually mm. was really cool yeah i, thought. I was like that's mm-hmm. really cool and um <laughs> she was complaining about like a neck injury she had and like I, I don't know. Basically, it was a sex injury. what like what you
1: laugh? <laughs> yeah, when you laughed first, I was like, "Here it comes." Was he yeah. having
2: sex? And with so her I do not understand <laughs> the youth.
0: Well, he like threw her on the bed, and so I wanted to talk about it because I was like, "I'm I'm more open about it." I mean, it's not like I walk around talking about me and my husband's sex life or anything, but like. I'm like, it's funny, sex-related injuries that happen. I mean, we both know you guys are married. We both know you do it. So, like, why is this weird? And they cringed so hard. But it's funny because, like, they are still very much immersed in that culture because they waited. But he, like, converted for her and all this stuff. And I was like, honestly, like, I don't know why this is, like, so weird to admit that you have intercourse because why wouldn't you yeah you're young and you're married like but they just like cringe so hard and they didn't want to talk about it and I was just like oh my god
1: it's something that's not just church related though it's so that's true no No. it could be
0: but also like Since they waited, I also feel like it's taboo for them because, you know, just because like they didn't talk about it then they were like saving themselves or whatever. And I just, you know, I mean, to not talk about with, yeah, to not talk about it when like you're married is just, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was necessarily a private thing. Although I respect that too. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But it just felt like something more of like, we're not supposed to talk about this, you know? Yeah, Yeah.
2: for sure. I I mean, that was it. I was telling Bonnie that my daughters who are grown were watching and they were over here one night watching the Jonas Brothers special or something. Roast. And yeah, they were being (laughs) roasted by Pete Davidson and all this. And anyway. That sounds entertaining. The Joe Jonas character his wife is the one that was on game of thrones so she was up there roasting him and she's like well you all thought joe had his finger and a purity ring he had his finger and oh, no. other co-stars oh, you know and i was like yes finally and then i've heard that mm-hmm. other the younger one say something about you know that are their purity ring stuff was a big sham um but to other people, I don't think it was to Kevin, the oldest, but we didn't have, Bonnie and I didn't grow up with a kiss stating goodbye and that whole, like, don't even kiss situation. Mm -hmm. But we did have, you know, masturbation is wrong. Um, Anything else. is Yeah. And how
1: many I, well, I don't know how many, but there was There there were more than one of our friends who got pregnant and went away and had the baby. Mm -hmm. And then showed up again. So uh, and it's just, it was just, I mean, that's just so awkward. Yeah. And
0: it isn't anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) What? I went and saw my aunt for nine months. Right. Um did you guys have purity rings? I thought that was more of like a 90s, early no. 2000s thing. Yeah, we had
1: nothing like that. We just Bonnie, had okay. shame. Bonnie is <laughs>
0: pissed. Shame. She wanted That's the right. dresses.
2: <gasps> no, after we did Karen an episode Did you it. guys
0: have the white? The white? No, we, no we don't get No, okay.
2: Nothing. Mm-mm. We just get preached at and shamed at. Gotcha. But we yeah. did an episode about it and we got to look up the the purity balls and all that sick stuff and <laughs> bonnie was like
1: i want the dresses oh my god those pretty white dresses with the giant tulle white skirts some of them were so pretty we yeah. never had anything pretty like that as we your had father matching- gazes
2: down at your
1: eyes <laughs> we had stupid wow. matching choir dresses yeah um, but we didn't have- <laughs> yeah what did we had we had we had shame we had shame, but we didn't
2: have um, any, like, ritual things like, uh or like, like I know, pledges, and- pledges mm-hmm. or anything like that, which my daughter had to do at a public school here. So, um yeah, wow. we didn't have any of that kind of thing. We didn't even have anyone. And now, okay. when I got into the charismatic non-denominational, people would talk about sex a lot more. And it was always like, who struggles with sex addiction, I, sex addiction, my God. Go. And has a um, dick right in Nailed there. it. A dick. <laughs> and then my roommate who I didn't even know she stands up and then these other people stand up and I'm like, yeah, but are they all just looking at each other to be like, who else here? <laughs> who else is standing up? And I'm going to meet them in the parking lot. Um, So it was much more open then, but not in the Southern Baptist church. There was none of that
1: talk. Okay. And here, here here's a shaming incident that I enjoy sharing. So I went to public high school. Karen went there too. You know, we auditioned for parts and I get cast in Greece, the play loved favorite movie. So I was so Mm -hmm. excited to be in the, in the play my youth pastor comes up to me, um, not, not having a conversation about this. He goes, I just wanted you to know that Barbara and I are not going to come to see your play because we believe that it puts out a message that we don't believe in that a young woman has to change, you know, and like virtually become a slut for the guy she's Mm -hmm. dating. And I was like, thank god you're not
0: coming that's all i could think (laughs) yeah you're like great good talk but
1: then at the same time like why would you just come up and tell me of course because i gotta shame you
0: Mm -hmm. right instead of just silently just decline to go don't even have to tell her why yeah
1: because it was like oh here's a great teaching moment Mm -hmm. about how something you're excited to do you know you should also shit on it yeah yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that was pretty much par for the course. And our youth minister, that one, um, you never really wanted to hear him talk about sex or his wife. It, It was not, you weren't like, oh, you had a lot of opportunities and you pushed away the flesh. That wasn't what you were seeing presented in front of you anyway. So, but- there was a really handsome one before him. And um, I later found out because my brother is six years older and some of his friends, I'm still in contact, that that youth minister, after he left, ended up looking up some of the girls in the youth group and going and telling them he always wanted to sleep with them. And he pretty much did. He's like, yeah. I always thought you were hot and blah blah blah. He was married at the time, divorced.
0: I'm like, <gasps> what?
2: There's stuff <laughs> I never knew I was going it. on.
0: Yeah, I feel like I don't want to like project this, but I feel like I've heard so many stories with youth youth pastors, oh, totally on this particular subject. I'm like, do they become youth pastors because they're like attracted to youth or something? You know, and then mm-hmm. they're just trying to. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like yeah. my mom even has a story. She grew up Lutheran, but like, pretty sure the youth pastor came onto her, and she was like 13. You know what I mean? Like, just like gross things like that. That I'm like, yeah. Why I think they is this see a reoccurring?
2: Themselves as younger, you know, like
0: okay, they feel yeah. themselves
2: as younger, and oh, I can, you know, like they're 40 year olds guys. dressing like I
0: 20 can... year olds, and they're like, I'm so cool, and it's like you're really not. I know. Old. I know yeah it's gotta be a weird thing but like I feel like it's so common those stories are very common with youth pastors and it's gross because I feel like they're supposed to be guides to an extent you know what I mean like guiding you through your youth for sure like they should so, at least sure, be trusted. Sure some
1: of them are I'm sure, sure two of them I, are we won't
0: <laughs> two. there's two <laughs> of them it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've, I've told Karen this before, but of course we're sitting in the metal chairs and he's standing the youth pastor. And so mm-hmm. we're right at his crotch level. And so he wore those pants and this was a thing in the eighties, nineties. I don't know when it stopped that um they had like a level Uh, a fabric that wrapped over the piece uh, that was the waistband and so he didn't have to wear a belt with them and they were called sansa belts and I was like why are they called sansa belts and I would just drift off not thinking about whatever the hell he was talking about (laughs) going sansa belt and then I learned that sans is French for without (laughs) so he didn't need the belt it was its own belt and that's what Bonnie
2: is doing Well, he was like
0: trying to teach you about right. Bonnie,
2: Bonnie keeps looking at my crotch. So I will have to do yet another sermon on thought life. Uh, thought thought life. life. Yes. Oh my Thanks God. Thoughts. Yeah, that's it. You can never get away from any of it. And I was thinking um, I heard, you know, we know now that there's the, the, Fight or flight or fawn or freeze. freeze. Um, and that if you experienced trauma a lot over and over again in a home that you didn't feel secure or whatever, that those would click on so much, you know, that they would carry on, of course, in life. And I thought that was my trauma of one Jesus is everywhere. And you should be ashamed of your body. Mm -hmm. I had problems taking showers because I would be like, you know, scrubbing. And then like, oh, yeah, Jesus is watching me. I'd like hide in a corner by myself. That could be studied by psychiatrists right there. Or Mm -hmm. the whole idea of going to hell. Like we were thinking those things every day, Mm -hmm. every day. And- what that did to our nervous yeah and Mm -hmm. so you know what it's done to our nervous systems and i'm sure mine is you know the anxiety i'm sure that i have as an adult started from just that constant fear of demons fear of the devil fear of going to hell you know
0: over Mm -hmm. and over again
1: fear that i didn't really accept jesus and I would find out when it's too late
0: Mm -hmm. right that was a huge fear of mine too that I like even if I had accepted maybe I'd sinned I didn't repent for it and therefore there was like separation or I don't I feel like this was my generation but there was a heaven's gates and hell's flames do you guys remember I don't know. I'll have to find you a video. It's super fucked up. But like my parents took me when I was like six, maybe. And basically it was like about different families and people who died and they, and they either enter heaven's gates or hell's flames. And I remember the devil scared me so much that I like hid under the seat at one point, like my parents literally brought it to me. And I just, I was so terrified because at one point they also had this family that died in a car accident and the parents like had to go to hell and the kids got a free pass. And I was like, this is awful. Right. Why are you showing this to me? So like, I don't know. It was the nineties, but like. It was a movie. And then hell houses. Yeah. No, it wasn't a movie. It was a live play. Oh, fun. Oh. I want to pay, play the one going to hell. Yeah, it was a um, live play. Oh, so it was actually not... more terrifying.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds familiar. And we did have a movie, Thief in the Night. And that was, you know, the mm-hmm. second I coming. I haven't seen and, that, but. And, you know. I had the Left Behind scary.
0: series. That's what I had. Oh,
2: I just saw huh? Kirk. I just did a video oh, about fuck him. him today. And <laughs> he just said some interesting things. But. Yeah, we had at my house like the children's Bible. And first of all, Samson was one good luck looking piece ripped. of meat. He was ripped. Um, so I love looking at Samson. Jesus is very pleasant, white skinned man. But they also white had Jesus. Satan on like one page. So the images, like we were fed scary images very mm-hmm. young where just you know atheist kids or non-churched kids i guess they would see something scary somewhere but it
1: wasn't like i'll tell you this where is your future i mean think about the flying monkeys in wizard of oz they scared yeah. the shit out of me when i was Those four were scary. they were in the witch yeah well yeah not to even mention like a green <laughs> witch who melted <laughs> that's not scary. yeah <laughs> but you but, could also shut that
2: off and just be like oh that was a terribly scary show rather than mm-hmm, that is what's right. waiting for me or my parents yeah. if we get in a car crash yeah Aww.
0: yeah it was so awful. somebody
1: somewhere must have videotaped that play though
0: i'm sure i can yeah. I, I haven't looked it up on youtube but if i do i'll send it to you guys because it's yeah. awful Wow. And I can't believe my parents were like, this is good parenting. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I'll take him to a play and tell him it's real. (laughs) That's it. Because that was the whole thing. Like you would see these scary things like versus like now, if my daughter wants to watch a scary movie, obviously I'll check in with her and I'll make sure it's nothing too scary, but I'll be like, you know, this isn't real, right? This is just a story. And like, you know, it's not like a, it's not like I'm like, This might be real and it could happen to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How are you with God right now? (laughs)
0: Yeah. How are you with God? If you die tomorrow, where do you think you'll go? And it's like, that was the whole thing that like haunted our brains too. And even bringing it back to purity culture, it was like, if you think about a boy this way, or if you let a boy hold your hand or like all these different things, you're like, God's watching gonna go to hell if I die tonight you know just like different things like that and one of my biggest struggle and I don't know if you guys struggle with this or if it's like a if it's a product of purity culture I think it is but like I have a hard time being friends with males at this point because I don't know how to be around them and in their company without thinking that it's either they want something from me um, or if, uh, it'll turn into something else or if I'm causing them to struggle, you know, your brother in Christ and all that bullshit, you know, this is something that I, like, I never was taught to be friends with males because I was always taught that they want something from me. And so like now I'm almost 30 and I'm like, still like, and I'm married and stuff. So it's a little bit different, but like, I want to have male friends, but I don't, I still feel like I don't know how.
2: Well, our um, recommendation to you is gay male friends.
0: Sure. We <laughs> have what, that was in the back and, of my was always the same option. It's
2: right. My <laughs> daughter don't. was like, oh, you know, when I talk about some, is it a gay male? Mom knows all the gay males. But that just, you know, seemed to be the group of people both Bonnie and I fell into mm-hmm. as our community, even at church or after church but it's still hard even without purity culture to be friends with males because of all because of patriarchy and because of all that anyway it's really Mm -hmm. it's a difficult thing and anytime I say something Bonnie's always like, well, that's just because they want to sleep with you. Or <laughs> I say that to her and I'm like, well, I just thought they were talking to us. Um, but yeah, oh. I, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky. I'm only, thing has- yeah, I'm only friends with like my, my friend's husband's
0: yeah. But just like, in like, say you have a group of friends where you all do things together mm-hmm. and there's like either single men, there are single women there, like whatever. It's hard to like, just have like a one-on-one conversation with someone and enjoy it. Like yeah. within the group, whatever, and not be like, am I doing something wrong? You know, like, like you just have all these, at least for me, I still feel like those thoughts run through my head And they have to stem from third purity culture because like I said, it was like, we weren't supposed to cause our brothers in Christ to struggle, whether that's wearing pants or too low cut a (laughs) shirt. I remember when my, anytime I would like bend over, which like is pretty normal. Like your shirt just sorta Mm -hmm. comes out. And my mom was like, oh no, Rachel. Oh no, (laughs) no, no, no.
2: your voice will
0: see your breasts if you bend over so I got my habit of touching my chest when I bent over right so that and it's just like ridiculous things like that 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 I still think about and I'm just like I can't even believe this was a thing and like the stress (laughs) just needing to bend over to get something and be like someone's looking at my boobs because they want me all because men time. cannot
2: control themselves. Yeah, that's it. And we just on part of our merch that I put up today, I haven't even showed you, Bonnie, is the <laughs> the verse, you know, if your eye causes you to sin, sin, gouge it out and throw it in the trash. And it's on women's shirts at the breast area. So it's like a, like a booby trap where men are already staring their anyway, then they read the verse that they mention the verse, you know, they've been staring at your breasts, but I love that. I think that's, I, I still do that. And I remember I would like pull my shirt way down if I was going to bend over. So like, you couldn't even see if I had a tramp stamp or not, which I do not, but <laughs> wouldn't even get to that point. Um, mm-hmm. But, but then yeah, there was the s-
1: exact opposite of it, where there was this guy in college who used to come up from behind and poke us, and it was like pretending to be tickling, but he, he would be getting side boob. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how no. is this sanctioned?
2: You come always on. have one of those. That's right. <laughs> and we'd be like, watch out for the boob poker boob or, poke. yeah. you know, certain guys with the hugs. The side oh. hugs. Yeah, did not I hate that. those. And that you had to hug people. We've talked about that plenty of times, even after, you know, some sermons about sex and thought life or whatever, you know, you had to hug people and you would have to hug guys that you didn't want to hug because, you know, everyone's showing each other the love of Christ. So you have or they be like,
0: stand up and shake this person's hand or stand up and hug the person next to you. And you're just like, I don't want uh,
2: to. I don't want to. I don't I, want to. Yeah. I mean, it blows my mind that now like people take their kids to Santa and they're like, you don't have to sit on and slap. I'm like, my God, that's amazing. Like,
0: no, that's huge. I would
2: <laughs> that would have right. been great to be Santa like Santa
0: grosses me out now. Like yeah. <laughs> especially when they have them pop up at adult bars and then there's just women sitting on this old man's lap and I'm like,
1: Make it could stop i just but don't okay like so so this leads into like just regular work life and then where it goes the other way and then it makes you think oh where's the where's the line because i hugged my old boss in new york once and and I hugged him, and he goes, "Oh, who's got the boobies?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's wrong, right? Are we are we going that far uh, against
0: the grain of like being in church?" And so oh I was my just God. like,
1: "God, uh, okay."
0: You're yeah. like literally all women everywhere yes. have boobies,
2: and we don't. What do you mean? Them? we don't make yeah, them like, feel weird? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> We all Who's got time. a penis.
0: Like, come <laughs> on! Oh
2: man, yes, you. You have kids. I know. We assume. <laughs> know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I. It's the whole male-female thing in general is fraught with just so much shit that goes with it. But I mean, I feel comfortable. Uh, So I guess you have to wait thirty years or whatever to finally be around <laughs> men. <laughs> okay, no. ten. Um, be around men who are married in a group, and you know, just talk with them. But at the same time, I get annoyed when groups get together and instantly the women go in one direction and the men go in one direction. Yeah, I hate Sometimes that. Sometimes I like the subject that the men are talking about, and I would rather yeah. be there. Because the women, there's someone giving a 10-minute long story I probably already heard, where I would like it about. fast and fun. The guys are just going, talking about TV shows. I'd rather, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's society, unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. It's
0: definitely hand in hand. It's pretty um, price. there. So there's this one, a couple Christian couple that I, I went to their wedding, actually, I think I was like 16 or something, but I have worked with him professionally. Cause I do modeling. I know it doesn't look like it. Cause my face looks awful right no, now. Of but course it does. For <laughs> Sure. Don't say that. I hadn't really seen him since the wedding and he's a cool person, but like he decided back in 2019, him and his wife were going to out his whole porn masturbation struggles and it was like this long of a post on Facebook and they both were like trying to offer help and like all this stuff but after reading his story I literally was like sir you are just a product of purity culture And you were like suppressed, you know what I mean? Like just reading his story, I was like, this is actually so normal. And your wife just made it seem like the worst thing, but it's actually not. You just needed to get off because you were (laughs) abstaining from having sex with this woman you were about to marry. And I was like, this is not a thing. And I, I, I did end up commenting that he was literally just a product of purity culture. I was like masturbation is like very normal. Right. You were like abstaining from sex. So like of course you're going to look at porn. And like they were acting like it was so abnormal and men should never look at porn ever and they should never masturbate ever. And I was like and so
2: therefore they needed to stay accountable by putting yeah, it out. Yep, and so they had groups.
0: Everyone. Yep. Do they they have put it kids? out. Yes. wait See, back up it. so what no. was
1: the post like
0: don't
1: it let didn't me just have pictures tell you, Bonnie. Bonnie. Let me just... i don't want that
0: <laughs> no let me just tell you though let me just oh look I'll... she's accessing the computer no i got it i already had it set up in <laughs> case you asked <laughs> yeah. i'm so glad you did um but it starts with uh a... wait is this his post Nope. This is his wife post. Which one do you want to (laughs) hear? Whichever one. We're ready for all of it. Okay. So his starts with sex in all caps, porn abuse. And then have I got your attention? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Her starts with warning, long posts, sexual content and taboo topics. Uh They're essentially the same story, but obviously different perspectives. So his, uh, he basically starts out with, I was addicted to pornography and masturbation, which I'm not discounting can be a real thing, but again, I don't think that's what's happening with this man. His, His version could be twice. Yeah. Yeah. So I made So he goes, I sat in my car driving a place I spent a lot of time thinking, which like, uh, great, you're not any different anyway.
2: And, and I finally,
0: car. yeah, and clean it, please. <laughs> and I finally had to admit it to myself. Maybe admittance was the first step. I laughed to laugh that was forced to cover up my internal feelings in those quiet moments. I never would have admitted it before. I would tell myself things like, I'm not addicted. I'm just struggling and I've had great victory before. I'm just having a rough patch right now. All of it was bullshit, but to be honest, at the time I didn't know it, I was selling myself hope and positive vibes and there was no way I was going to admit defeat. The truth was I couldn't kick it. I was in my late twenties and I hadn't kicked the habit yet. Late twenties, they never kick the habit. <laughs> It took another couple's tragic story of adultery and divorce to snap me out of my self-induced masquerade. Was I leading my family down the same path? I was. My wife wouldn't have admitted it at the time, but she was pulling away. And who could blame her? (laughs) The drama, am I right? My continued apologies, my continued visual and physical cheating, and my continual stubborn will, not willing to let someone help me. No, I never actually cheated on my wife with other women, but I surely did in my mind. And that's honestly the same thing. My sins drove a large and invisible wedge between us. Our sex life suffered horribly because of this stuff. I couldn't even suggest we try this or that because it brought up the pain of where I'd learned this or that. Yeah, (laughs) He comes
2: in with butt plugs
0: she's like what
2: is happening yeah it's just
0: like you cheated on me i can't believe it it's like Uh, no anyway um and then i would get mad at her because she wouldn't forgive me uh but all the while it was me that brought this into our home it was me that put my selfishness above her heart me so there I was broken and helpless sitting in a car with my shameful past, my unknown future there beside me. Isn't this so dramatic?
1: It's very I have a dog like, barking issue. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Do your thing.
0: But Go it's get also, that dog.
2: it sounds like, and I want to be a
0: writer, you know, no, it like it does. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hi, please book me for a novel. Right. Enjoy great at it.
2: My well-crafted sentences which then takes your attention away from authenticity. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm already perked
0: up. Yeah. And it just, and he calls it a struggle, which is interesting, but like, I guess he can't go more than three days without it, but that just kind of tells me that he maybe has a higher sex drive than his wife. And that just seems. And that seems pretty normal.
2: Normal. I'm curious because you know more if he is really confessing this. He's obviously told his wife, so I'm just. Oh, she also posted the same
0: story. If she was like,
2: like, "Listen, you want to stay married? Here's the thing: you admit it, you get help. What should I do? Well, put it on Facebook." You know, I'm wondering how much of that. that.
0: Yeah, to keep he the marriage. his story? For him. So he posted his story and then she posted his story. Like she oh. gave her side of the story and they did it simultaneously right. and then tagged each other in it. And like everyone oh. is on there like, yes, yes, queen, mm. you know, and all this stuff. And like, then there's me that's like, and I can't find my comment anywhere. So I think they deleted it, but I literally was like, sounds like you're just the product of purity culture. Yeah. yeah sounds I mean, like you um, mm-hmm. you just needed but to now
1: they've masturbate given so much ammunition that's exactly to, like it. judge them and talk about them at parties
0: yeah. yeah no they have and they were like oh come join our group and and oh like you know we can help you and and like let's all talk about this together and I'm also like why would you put this on social media yeah. like if I had an affair with my husband and we worked it out and then like went back to life why would I put it on social media right like why would I do that
2: and yes they have four children I'm
0: like your kids are gonna find this someday and be absolutely mortified they and are the
2: parents of the kids and, uh, of other kids
0: oh. and friends. And, and they have posted this twice. Like it was like the next year they were like, let's repost. <laughs> let's, let's repost. <laughs> let's
2: remind you. And I, you know, I do believe oh with his flourishing sentences, there are people who are like, you know what, let's use this as a launching off that we have opportunities an and
0: opportunity. Co- is of- an opportunity okay? Right.
2: Okay. We're a post porn ministry now. People mm-hmm. can look to us and we might also come out with our own articles and and
1: books and all that.
2: but I no,
1: okay, so best Just case no. worst case scenario. she uh or no, he, let's say he's like do doo living his life. And she passes sure. away, and he is like, oh, "You know what? I'm going to love again." And then he meets somebody, and they find out about this. <laughs> it's
0: like, there's like <laughs> deal breaker like, for like, me. Deal breaker. Honestly, yeah, I'd be like, "No, sir, you have problems." <laughs> oh,
1: not, <laughs> sir, your
0: porn post.
2: <laughs> and that's right. And every time, like they go backwards, she's going to blame herself. And I mean, that was. A big thing that they're talking now with the Josh Duggar whole situation is, mm-hmm. you know, they had a, have a much more narrow belief system than I grew up with. But there was still the understanding that if your husband cheats or watches porn, it's the woman's fault. Right. Like you haven't done whatever to satisfy him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, just women don't get a break with any they of don't. it. Um yeah, I, if she was gonna like leave him, then I would be like, okay, the only way I'll stay with you is you put it on Facebook. He pushes send, you have your bag packed, you laugh, you walk out. <laughs> that I can see. But I love that. Wow. I
0: love it.
2: Well, I yeah, mean the repression. I mean, thing, and maybe
0: there was a whole thing, like you said, maybe she was like, Hey, if you don't deal with this, because I don't understand it because she probably was feeling inferior because totally. that's what we're taught. And so again, I'm just going to blame the whole thing on purity culture. And that's what i freaking right. tried to tell them. They're both in their thirties I'm like, get it together. And you allowed have four to have kids. Yeah. You're allowed to have children. And you're uh. posting this on Facebook so irresponsibly. And again, I couldn't find my comment. And so I think it was yeah. deleted, but I literally <laughs> was like, sir, have you heard of purity culture? Because I think you are just suffering from that.
1: And you you annually
0: repost your
1: comment, (laughs) right?
0: I should, I should, I should just like go on and troll and just like post it every year and be like purity culture. Exactly.
1: You know what else they didn't think of doing? I don't know. Go to a therapist. Yes. Stop trying to do it
0: by yourself (laughs) and be like, oh, we're just going to start an anti-porn group instead we're gonna go to marriage keep it quiet like everyone else and actually work on our shit um,
1: oh now i don't you know, know like mature people tell her story about this my porn no, maybe one does. about like raise your hand if you have a
0: problem yeah. if- you can always oh, tell no. me and i can edit it out
2: oh no i just have said it before and uh no i'm fine to do it so i was a missionary and in this missionary group we were in australia and that's where i met my husband and all that but um you you always have interesting people but we had these really in depth like talks and and bible studies that would go all day long and all this stuff so we were do like doing the week on purity shit and Everyone was like crying about their thought life or asking God to turn them virgins again, um oh, spiritually. My mom did that. She yeah, said she
0: was a born again virgin, right? Mm.
2: Doing all that stuff, and um then one was about you know masturbation, and this guy he was unpleasant and weird, but anyway, of course he starts crying, and everyone's like, okay, you know. And it was all masturbation. I'm masturbating all the time. And I'm like, oh, because I get visuals. Because I'm
0: a human. Right. It's my biology. So
2: they, you know, you had to apologize to God. And they're like, when you masturbate, when you're thinking of someone, you are sinning against that person. And so you're bringing sin into that person's life. And that's unfair, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So afterwards I'm in the hallway and here he comes and he's still like red faced, And he's like, I just need to talk with you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And he's like, I just need to apologize for sinning against you (laughs) um, in my thought life. And I'm like, shit, you know, and of course we're standing there. And again, what do I have to do? I have to forgive him. For thinking of me while he whacks off, I have, you also to have to hear about it, hear it, picture it and hug him. So here I am <laughs> mushing my <laughs> boobs up against his pimply chest to forget, you know, because he reaches out. And I'm like, that's the position that we're put in, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, OK, somehow I feel I would have been very happy not knowing any of that, but yeah, that we have to then forget an and blah, 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 blah. But, um, and yeah. honestly
0: I feel like now in my own mindset, if a man came up and told me that it would be, it wouldn't necessarily be sexual assault, but like, it would make me feel uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. Do you know what I mean? Like it would just, it'd I be like, it would you be are, sexual
1: assault adjacent
0: or like harassment Like, yeah, yeah, I don't need to know that information. Like, right. There's something so wrong about that, that you would go up and tell a woman that, and then make her feel like she's supposed to forgive you and make you feel better. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Like outside of the church, that would definitely be.
0: Like if someone did that to you in a workplace, Totally. that that would be a major write up.
1: Right, right.
0: Because it was like-
1: In HR's office.
0: Yes, right now. But like, since it was in a church environment, it was like, he admitted he was wrong. So like, you should forgive him. Like, Jesus would do it. He's going Mm -hmm. through it. You should hug him. uh,
2: You should hug him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's it. No. Like, no. Always putting ourselves, yeah, in the position where we are the- we're the victim of it, but we were also the perpetrator of it, and we're also right. the one that can release them from it. It's just a whole lot of work for women who weren't simply existing. Room, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, apologizing for your existence, right, over and yep. over again.
2: Yep. Yep. Wow. Well, that is some interesting Facebook post right there.
0: I know. <laughs> Although I do have so me some drama. Uh, do you have any yeah.
1: other things that you wanted to specifically
0: get to? Not necessarily.
1: I have to go do some paperwork.
0: I feel like we went through what I wanted to say based on the topics we talked about. I actually had a lot of fun talking to you guys.
2: I know. Oh, it's
1: fun.
0: Yeah, I really. How many, Shoot shit and yeah. talk about fucked up things that happened yeah and I, I mean
1: hearing purity. other people's experiences mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and purity culture has always been around it just wasn't what Bonnie I think said it wasn't not only named but it wasn't marketed until the 90s mm-hmm. where then you got your workbooks on it you got your traveling talks on it you got you know the rings yeah. the this Conferences, and that
0: yeah yeah I refused at all costs to get a ring my parents definitely tried to get me to get one and I was like no this is the stupidest thing ever I'm
2: not doing listen it. you get the jewelry they offer the jewelry you take the jewelry that's true what but you it would do... have some
0: purity in large letters around
1: it. oh <laughs> but, yeah and I yeah, it didn't in like, platinum, so you can melt it down and sell yeah. it soon and I was right. just
0: like I already know I'm probably going to be a slut in the near future. No, <laughs> but I was, I basically was like, there's no way I can actually commit to this, but also I just thought it was stupid.
1: A yeah. lot of my friends have yeah.
0: one. I hated wow. it. I'm
1: sure. And I wonder what a church youth group is like these days, because yeah. I feel like there's, I, I feel like if Justin Bieber is kind of somebody who people are looking up to, there's not a lot of purity going on. I don't no. feel that. There, and I wonder what it's like in church yeah. with social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What the heck? Mm-hmm. That's Except there's a present?
0: lot of pastors on Twitter and TikTok, and I hate it.
2: I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I try and avoid them or just talk about them, but um, yeah, it is all pretty gross. The whole the whole Have you watched like Righteous
1: Gemstones? Is that the name of it? On Righteous, Righteous HBO?
2: Gemstones. Yeah, they're yeah. coming in January. But there's reruns from the first season.
1: And it's on, watch on HBO. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're gonna enjoy it. I know. Oh, good. What? You get to tell her about something to watch. Yeah, yeah. it's it's
2: about a mega church, but it all makes fun of it. It's got Adam
1: Devine. I think yeah Devine, Devine Devine you mean Levine no not Levine no, okay <laughs> not Marie it sounds Five. so familiar
2: yeah you would know him if you saw him um but oh it was, is it it's the a comedy that was
0: like mentoring Justin Bieber
2: no it's not oh, about him okay. um but that would be good because I hear there's something that no it's just a comedy and it's really like over the top and oh, that like fun. a Joel up church family yeah but it's fun. And the youth group guy who's a son has like, you know, the low cut undershirt that he wears as a shirt and some beads mm-hmm. and with his ripped jeans, the ripped jeans um, and like, I'm just here to rap with you guys. You know,
1: <laughs> the whole just
2: and the fun. hanger
1: on who you can't figure out why they have a friendship
0: relationship.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah,
0: that it's fun. amazing. I'm going to watch it. it. Amazing. And one of
2: our listeners, I think, was an is an extra. So she's like, oh, it's going to be really good this. Oh, really? I want to say this term, this season. Uh, season. Yeah. So I'm excited.
1: <laughs> this term. Term.
2: But yeah, I love hearing your take on things. It's so fun to be like, sadly, does not matter what age you are. The church screwed us all over with that. Uh, all of this
0: well and that's what's interesting too to like talk to other people that are either older or younger just that we all have the same bullshit I mean it definitely generations make a difference because like the church went in phases of this that or the other but like mm-hmm. we all come out the same indoctrinated <laughs> and it's not good and needing right. therapy and all of those things but yeah. it was fun to talk to you guys thanks so much for you too
2: talking to me all right bonnie good luck with Thanks. your
0: Pagers. job yeah we're doing yeah. some
1: virtual staging oh i'm okay. not a designer i am I have to Tulsa. So. okay
2: i've been watching a lot of tiktok send your now. homework to karen she will do it
1: <laughs>
2: picture this <laughs> send it back for staging homes all yeah. inflatable furniture
1: if only Bring wasn't
2: that a thing take. at
0: some point like in the 80s Don't
2: take my, my staging idea, Rachel.
0: Sorry. I bring
2: it in a tote, blow it up. People are like, look at that. It's a great couch. And you just say, Don't sit yeah. on it.
0: That's it. All right. Zero percent chance of injury. It's great. That's,
2: yeah. Liability. Liability. Okay, ladies. All right,
0: and y'all. Have, a good, have night. a good
2: night. You too. Thank you.
0: No problem. Bye. Let's keep in touch. We, we will. will. I'll send I you do. weird things that I see. Good. Please okay, do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. Have a good bye. night. Bye. You too. Well, please find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheers to Leaving. Um, please send me any messages of any topics you guys would like to hear. Um, or people to have on. I would love to hear your feedback and just know that you're out there. Um, Please subscribe and rate us or rate me on iTunes um, so I can start, you know, getting maybe a little more popular. But I appreciate, you know, the few who listen to me and I'm here for you and I love you and we'll see you next time.